Hey everybody! Oh, hey everybody! Mark Michael and Aaron Tran. Well, actually, Aaron, how do I do the intro? I think you I think you were rolling there. Yeah, do the. God, you're a good coach, and we will get into that here in a second too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, Mark Michael, CEO, co-founder of DevHub, and just generally a really great guy. And then I guess I'll let Aaron do your intro. Yeah, I'm Aaron Trahan, founder of Performance great Mindset Aaron. Coaching. Nice. Uh, okay, so I guess should we get into real quick, like how we even sort of met? Yeah, I think we should. I think every uh, every journey deserves a good origin story. I wish it was that epic. Uh, <laughs> but again, I, I guess from my perspective, right? Aaron was a friend of a friend, and you know, again, following them on social, watching them in their career. You were at that one company, then you're at that other company. Then you moved during the pandemic to Texas, and it just always seemed like you were growing, you know, which was like, like, again, like, I, I just feel like I want to surround myself with people who are growing and not just like, this is who I am. And this is the only thing I do. And then obviously, you know, you still have that part of your career. And then you also shifted into this performance mindset uh, coaching, would you call it? Yep. Yep. And so I was like, cool. And again, I always liked the message you put out because, again, it was never a straight line which is like a lot of times I think it's like people mm -hmm. focus on the end goal. And then of course we started talking and it was like, let's record at least a podcast together, if not a whole series um, where it's like, I looked at it like I'm like the player in the field running a company and you are the coach. But That's right. You go you're ahead you're, and, you're yeah. the MJ. I'm, I'm the Phil. Exactly. And again, I only know that because I watched that documentary. <laughs> I am not a sports guy. So in, so I guess you want to do your, like what, how you look at coaching differently than maybe like others, or even if you want to call it that, like how do you, yeah. 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 I think, you know, I've developed. And so my background is really, you know, 15, 16, you know, years spent in senior leadership positions and not only the corporate environments, but also in startup environments. And, you know, as you wear many different hats doing that, you take off the strategy hat and put on the operations hat. You take off the operations hat and you put on the people management, people leadership hat. That people hat was what I always kept coming back to. That's really what what gave me the fire, which kind of made my fire burn even, even bigger was helping implement the systems, the frameworks, the mental models, uh, the goal structure and accountability mechanisms that help people go from good to great. Of seeing where someone was in the current state uh, and building that transformation bridge to get them to their ideal state and so when you think about performance mindset, you know, to break that apart a little bit, performance is nothing more than carrying out an action or process to deliver results in a task, a function, or an initiative. And so when you think about performance, while yes, it is most commonly associated with sports or business, there's no reason you can't apply a mindset to generate better results, a mindset to generate better performance in any area of life. And my foundational belief is I sit back and I look at any person, you give me any person, any background, any walk of life, everyone has at least one area of their life they wanna generate better results in. I've never seen an exception. I've never seen 
that not be true. Now, those areas may be a bit different, but you know, for those people that are really looking to invest to generate those better results, that's that's where I come in. Can help them put those systems in place and really activate a performance mindset to go from however they're defining good to however they want to define great. And it could be heavy, which was that breath. But obviously, <laughs> I want to ask the common potentially what I think may, might be on others' minds, right? Yeah. Like if you have that one thing. Like, so do you see a common, like, theme of, like, and by the way, I'm taking notes. That's why you see me look this way sometimes. So, like, is there, like, that one thing or common mind thing that does hold people back? And then, obviously, that leads into what we were going to talk about today, which is imperfect action, just for the record. Yeah. I really like that idea, right? And so, yeah, like, is there that one thing? Because, again how we started talking and whatnot is like, you know, again, a player can be a little sloppy coach. You clean this all up for everybody. <laughs> you know, it's like, again, like I, I only see the good in like buddies, right? Like right. this guy, this girl, great idea. That's sick. Or they, they you know, like, and again, you're seeing them on social, just, you know, with their families, whatever. And it's like, God, they have so much potential. And they've obviously expressed to you privately. They would love to do all this other stuff. And then they just like, there's this limiting something where they just don't go beyond that thing, you know? And of course I always default to, it's like this fear of judgment, you know, but then like you were, I like your idea of imperfect action. And so again, I guess the two questions were, you know, is there a common thing that limits people from some, you know, moving forward in like a, a different direction and then to like tie it back to that imperfect action story, which you told me. Yeah. I, I, first with the, the age old million dollar question, what, what is it? Is, is there a common theme that prevents people from going from the idea stage to going into the, let's just call it the execution or action stage. And while it's tough to really say there's a thing, I, I think there is a general theme um, where I think you you kind of already touched on it. It is that fear. It is that when you go out and do something different, when you do something new, regardless of what your background is, regardless of how much experience you have, and regardless of how much success you've had, going out and doing that new thing really forces you to, to go back into a beginner's mindset. You're in learning mode. You're in growth mode. You're going to trip. You're going to fall. Your ego is going to get kicked in the ass here and there. And yeah, what, what sits underneath that is a level of uncomfortability. And it's just so hard for people to remove themselves from their comfort zone, to get back into a growth zone. Um, and, you know, life has a funny way of kind of putting borders and guardrails around us as we get older in age, as we, you know, bring, as we have more experience, as we have more success, we want to be teachers. We want to be subject matter experts. That's what feels good. That's where we can really take that experience and give it to others. Going back to a learning mode and a kind of a, in a beginner's mindset is scary as hell. It's just people don't want that pressure. People on, on average um, are afraid of the responsibility that comes with that. They're afraid to really go out and put themselves in that position where it may feel like taking a risk. Um, so yeah, that, that is the common thing that I see in a lot of people, 
because ideas are easy. It's easy to generate a lot of ideas. When you have to go start acting on those, jumping over that border between comfort zone to growth zone is the biggest blocker that that that's really where it stops for a lot of a lot of people. They have an idea, but the thought of acting on it, they just can't they can't do it. And that's what kind of ties back to the the topic of the conversation is imperfect action. And I know you'll you'll set this up better than than I can. Let me set it up. Let me tell so coach. Yeah, yeah. This is I got goosebumps. Honestly I think this might be the best podcast video, whatever the hell it is it's named. <laughs> Because again, I look at it like again, like I'm again player coach. I love that idea because again, like I'm in it every day, right? And like I'm not, I'm like I'm like I always said, I'm an idiot. Like I just run in, I run into walls, like but I don't care as much as somebody else. I'm not hurting anybody, you know. Like I'll send twelve emails. Like I don't anyway. But going back to that, like you know, so I, like so when I have an idea, and again, like you either coach me into what I'm about to say, or like you know, we'll figure that how this plays out, but. And hopefully setting up for that imperfect action mm-hmm. narrative. So like when I have an idea, right? So like just now, like literally earlier today, this morning, I put together like all these different projects that, you know, I've started or I've started with my wife or friends and I just put it on this one website. And I was going through them and I was thinking like, what's the, where are they all at in different cycles, right? Mm-hmm. And what I do is like, again, I always start off every idea I have with a domain name, right? $9. Again, but to the point of that is just like I inch things forward because the decision of your idea is not like you're not you. Nothing has happened because you have an idea like literally nothing has happened. Mm -hmm. You've done nothing but come up with an idea. So what I do is like I'll inch it forward nine dollars for a domain name. I'll do a little bit more and I'll just keep inching it forward. Till the decision is mine to make on am I pushing this all the way through or am I like, okay, whoa, 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 I can't sign up for that right now or whatever. And so it's like in the in the one of the reasons I do that is because if I know it's something I do want to do in five years, at least I've already done that much more than waiting to do something later. You know, I mean, literally, even if it's just the domain name and the logo. But then someone like, you know, one of them was like a steakhouse in San Luis Obispo. I went down, you know, logo, website, uh, yeah. looked at commercial real estate, looked at getting a chef, looked at all of the stuff. Okay, so now I know if I want to do that, here's all the things that I'm going to need to do. But everything was moving it forward to the point where it's like, am I going to relocate my family right now to San Luis Obispo to start this restaurant? And the mm-hmm. answer is just like, no, I have a company. I can't, you know, but that like with an idea and maybe it's that imperfect action thing where it's like you can't like just because you have the idea like to take enough steps forward because you don't have the decision you're you're not in control of the decision of what happens because you've created nothing to make a decision around you know the idea is just nothing but again like coach clean that up i don't know if that's like is that a thing a hundred percent and i think what what you just mentioned is the big the big barrier that people face and, and it's all 99.9% of this is all mindset you, you know just as you said it's it's easy to sit back or be at a happy hour or to be at a party and generate ideas like that's that's amateurs can do that 24/7 now taking the idea and putting it into action is a totally different animal and the 99% 
never even make that first step to put any form of action because we're not talking about we're not talking about having to make gigantic leaps you know you're not having to jump over the atlantic ocean here it's the rule of one percent just one percent better every single day stretch yourself a little bit more one percent over 365 days adds up to a pretty significant compounding interest number um, where you'll be a hell of a lot better 12 months from now than you were today. 24 months, you'll be a hell of a lot better than you were 12 in, in the previous 12. And it's no different than with taking that action. That action starts building upon itself. But, you know, you think back of the, the underlying psychology of why people don't do that. And that's as, what I'm curious about. Because yeah, I, and, I, I always tell people there's certain people real quick. There's certain people in life where like they'll be like, "Mark, thank you. Oh my God, you were so da da da." I did nothing. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like I know they want to be like, "Oh, thank you, Mark, for the opportunity. Thank you for telling me that thing." But it's like I didn't do anything. Like mm-hmm. I genuinely did nothing. I was just like, "Go for it." And they already. It's a very small percentage. There's about one <laughs> percent that just needed someone in their life to just say that, and they go and do it. You know. Mm-hmm. But like they maybe just had no one in their life, but yeah, like keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, and that it it comes down to you know really what we opened up with. It's I mean there, there's a reason so many people live in the comfort zone because that comfort zone that 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 voice that that sales pitch that the comfort zone gives you is a damn good one. It's it's a hell of a salesman. Like it's you know it feels nice for a lot of people to not be stretched to not be challenged to not feel like they're a beginner at anything that um you know the future looks uncertain it's like it, everybody loves the clarity in hindsight right you can look back and you get perfect clarity but when you're looking forward on a normal time period or, or in a normal situation clarity may not always be there when you're launching something new you, you may only have visibility 10 feet in front of you. A lot of people don't even want to do that. And so when they think about taking action, they're looking for the guarantee. They're looking for the sure thing. They're looking for, for the universe to come down and, and give them the all clear signal. The stars have aligned. Go out and act and you'll get everything that uh, you ever wanted. Now's the perfect time. This is the perfect opportunity. Um, that's what the 99% is waiting on. Here's the problem with that. It will never show up. There is no perfect time. There is no perfect opportunity. There's risk with everything. There's going to be trial and error. There's going to be things that you thought were going to happen that happened very differently. There's going to be pivots. There's going to be iterations and it's going to require grit and persistence. And that's why this concept of imperfect action is the major blocker. When people can get out of their minds thinking that every action has to be perfect, every action has to have the desired return on my time or energy effort, um, or it, it's got to deliver exactly what I'm expecting, that you, you're setting yourself up for your own mindset failure. When you can embrace the concept of imperfect action and look at it in terms of a virtuous loop, I'm going to take action that's going to be imperfect because I'm learning and growing. But on the other side of that imperfect action, I'm developing some form of competence in this new area. It may just be one ounce higher, just but action leads to higher competence. 
And anytime you start developing a higher level of competence, your confidence will grow. Confidence will always follow competence growth. And with higher confidence, you're now more emboldened, you're more encouraged to take on more imperfect action. So when you think about this in a loop, this is the, this is the formula. Imperfect action leads to higher competence, which leads to higher confidence, comes back around, and now taking more imperfect action feels a little bit more comfortable. But you have to, you have to move first. It, it really comes down to that perspective and relationship with taking imperfect action to begin with, not trying to find the perfect timing, perfect scenario, waiting for the economy to improve, what, what, whatever it is you're waiting for, for the universe to give you the all clear, which by the way, will never happen. That is what keeps asses on the couch from not acting on whatever the initiative, whatever the dream, whatever the aspiration is. Would you say then, again, looking at uh, So I, I wrote down, obviously, how do you get them to take a 1% action? But essentially, like that is the formula is one, like focus on the 1%. Like what can you, I call it inching forward. Mm-hmm. You know, 1% just sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a clear one to a hundred. It's clean. Uh, yeah. Um, so again, like that one person action, not all, cause again, a lot of times what I'll hear is like, yeah, but what if this happens and this happens and this happens and like, how am I going to get money to do like, you're not even there. Mm-hmm. You've done nothing. Yeah. But I can't do anything if I don't have money. I mean, that's always number one. Everyone defaults to money. Right. And I'm like, but, Money comes from momentum, is what I always tell people. Like, mm-hmm. so you're gonna, if you want money, we're gonna walk in the bank. I have a great idea. Or do you have it even written down? Right. Right. Like, do you have anything to show anyone about anything that you've done one percent of anything besides like I need, like you said, I need money. Otherwise, I can't do this thing. And mm-hmm. it's just like I think so many. Again, I'm talking about entrepreneurship, obviously yeah. on that side yeah. of the spectrum, where it's like. Like, and they use money as the excuse. Well, if I only had money, but I'm like, but you've, there's a hundred things you could have done or you could do. You check those boxes and then talk to me about money. But without those actions, like who the hell is ever going to invest in you? Who the hell is going to even loan you money? Like nobody, because you, you've shown nothing more than just talk essentially you know yeah yeah well because their their mindset is stuck in that perfect world scenario right they can't shift their thinking other than i don't have the money that i think i need so therefore this isn't a perfect move the result being no movement and so the mindset shift that that has to occur is who gives a shit if I don't have the money right now? I'm not going to need it right now. There's so many small 1% steps that need to occur before I get there. It's all about staying present in, in that moment in time. And even though the action you're taking is imperfect, you got to recognize what's on the other side of that action and it's learning. And so I, I'm, I'm convinced, I, I posted this out uh, on LinkedIn, I think earlier this week, but I, I think for any growth-minded individual, and that could be a parent, entrepreneur, senior executive, whatever it is, anybody trying to grow something, 
the most one of the most important balances you need in life is the balance between action and learning. And so what that looks like is when you make that action as imperfect as it is, you learn something. You reflect on that learning, you recalibrate, and then you act some more. You take in the learning, recalibrate, act, and learn some more. And there's so much of that that could happen before you even get to the big worry things out in the future that I don't have the money or the funding's not lined up. Those are, those are limiting beliefs. In a world of fact and fiction, that's fiction because you don't even know what you need, when you're going to need it, what you're going to need it for. The momentum has to be in the present moment of acting, learning, reflecting, recalibrating, repeating, but it doesn't, it, that will never start if people can't shift their relationship from waiting on the perfect moment to, I know this is going to be an imperfect action, but there's learning on the other side. I have to go. And that going, that doing is what produces the growth and, and the learning. That's where the magic is. And so let me see if this fits. So that, you know, that first, you know, inching it forward, I was looking at it from the entrepreneurship lens. I want to look at it from like the, we just did performance reviews, right? Mm. And, you know, anyway, I don't, I, don't think <laughs> I don't think I get in trouble for it, but I don't know. But, you know, it, I mean, I think it's a positive thing what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. There are, there's so much potential, again, in some, if not all of the people that you know uh work at dev hub uh, but it just it feels like it's like here's all the things you've accomplished right you've launched blah 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 brands you've done this with customers this much revenue you've been responsible for it's time for you to like like one be like self-aware like you've accomplished a lot but then also like like it's time to level up but there's almost this like weird reluctancy to want to like i don't know it's not even do more but it's like lead really like lead because your team thinks you're a leader you know like uh your actions have shown you've led customers through our whole enterprise software like all this stuff but it's just like again in doing some of the reviews it's like and again like i what i struggle with as again the leader of that company is like do I push them into that uncomfortable zone? Because I, 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 what I try to do, honestly, as the leader of DevHub is like try to like eliminate the fear. I'm like, guys, we're this is digital marketing. Like, we're not this. We're not doctors performing like life saving surgery here. Like, you really, there's like almost nothing you can do that can truly get you in real trouble. I mean, telling a customer to f themselves, that's just like stupid. But like basically nothing you mess up a launch whatever like you're you're hearing it from me like you're okay you know as long as you were like trying to move something forward and something was not 100 percent perfect all good but there's still this weird reluctancy to like i don't know like i, I it's by the way it could be coming from me to like push them too hard right to like be like no like your team wants you to lead we want to promote you Mm -hmm. pay you more you know but it's like you know i don't know like it's, it's yeah some... i mean i think there's i think that's where you're kind of getting into the underlying mindset psychology and you know when you can perform 
at, let's just say, slightly above average, where you can kind of get some of those accolades, those pats on the back, those um, you're, you're, you're doing a good job, that feels good, but they're, but they're insulated. They're, they're part of the pack. They're not out front leading. So there's safety in that. There's, um, they may have outperformed what was expected of them. And that may, in their current mindset, that may have been good enough because they want and crave that safety of the pack. And so what could come out of that is really creating that, that whole new vision. And that whole new vision is what is ideal. So if this is current state, for real quick, selfishly, for me or for them, is it me doing that for them? It's you. It's you bringing them to that place. You Got kind it. of leading them to create that that ideal. Yeah, it's it's you leading them to to. All you're doing is basically shifting the safe place. Right now, they feel that that safe place is in the middle of the pack. There's people around them. They're getting a pat on the back. They're not exposed. They're not out in front leading. They're not the they're not the lead wolf. With that's the unsafe space for them. So as a leader, something that could be an option is putting that safer space out there. What does their ideal state look like? So if current state is here. Let's create that ideal state right here and build that bridge to get there. That's now where the growth has to has to come from. Not just these incremental things, but let's identify your best future self. What does it look like being there? And then constantly work on how to get there. You as the leader, you let them know that, yeah, that's a stretch, but there's state there's still safety in that stretch. We're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna build that bridge and kind of get over that over that hump as a as a partnership. But I think that's what's that's what typically holds those type of performers back. They just feel that they're in a safe space and it just it feels a little bit too good. And so if you can create a safer space out on the edges where some of the lead wolves are, yeah, it's their and, and if they're involved in helping create that, what their ideal situation is what what is their ideal future self look like it's them creating that that vision it's not not being created by by someone else and so if it's being created by them they've got massive skin in the game it's what they want it's what they created now you just gotta you just gotta find ways to provide the the tailwind and maybe a little uh little push in the back to make sure that they know that there's still safety up there it's a stretch. You're going to be a little bit more uncomfortable getting there, but you're not going to be exposed. You're not going to be the first one taken out. You know, it's, 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 we're, we're, we're going to get you there, but they've got the skin in the game of them painting that picture of what that ideal scenario looks like for themselves. That's where it's powerful of having that clarity of what the ideal state looks like without it. They really don't know how, why, or when to kind of push for better performance. They, they don't know what it's what it's kind of leading to. Shit, so it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, think mean, I think it's a, I think it's a part of it. For sure it is. Because again, yeah. that, goes, that goes to my next, and this might be a total softball and or dumb question, but I just don't care. Like, I just need to know these things. Because again, like, yeah. I think a lot of things get lost in like terminologies, especially once you get into marketing and shit like that. Like it just gets people just like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. it's like, Oh shit. Um, <laughs> but real quick in the sake of terminologies that you're saying, or we're saying here, right. 
is mindset and i'm asking even though i'm telling it but i'm asking this question is mindset self-awareness or no they're two different concepts yeah it's a it's actually a really interesting question i i think minds i think awareness is the foundation of mindset interesting for me everything starts with awareness that it doesn't matter if it's a ceo or a housewife if they're going to become a client of mine the first hour of our engagement is all dedicated to what i call an awareness inventory exercise we're going to go through and we're going to we're going to generate an unbelievable picture of awareness of where we currently are. The because good, of what, like, what are those things that build that up real quick? Or maybe you're maybe already going there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. yeah. What are those things in that? Yeah. Go ahead. Is it like it's, family? It, like, is it like that? Like you're going into that realm, like childhood, if they have trauma that, you know, the parents weren't in the picture. Like, is it like, like you're going into that realm or no, it's, you don't need to go that deep or like, yeah, go ahead. I, I think, I think it could for some, I think it, it's all about how it's manifesting out in their current state. So, you know, we, we all, I mean, it's so easy to look on Instagram and online and say, I want to be more like that. I want to be more like this. want to, want, want to, you know, look like Kylie Jenner, whatever it is. But a lot of people don't realize like we're all, we're all so unique. There's no two people that have had identical experiences in life. And so the first step is always bringing out that uniqueness. And it's almost like those old, uh, the old school McDonald's Big Mac commercials. If you remember those, like they would always tout the secret sauce. Like that's why you went and bought a Big Mac because it's the secret sauce. You didn't know really what was in there, but that's what separated McDonald's from everybody else. But we start with like the secret sauce exercise. So for you, Mark, what, what makes Mark uniquely Mark? Everybody has something you, some unique form of genius inside of them that will always make them the best them that, that, that can't be copied. But do me real quick. Like, how is it? Like, how do, how do I know? Ask me, like, what is it? Or like, how do we get to it for me? Yeah. What, <laughs> what, what is, what is your, what do you believe your unique set of characteristics or unique skill sets are that makes Mark Michael different than everybody else on the playing field? In business? Or... Life. Just, just, uh, it, and it could be a combination. It could be those, those things that kind of come together, life and business that, that's, I want to makes... answer this on this because, you know, yeah. also, you know, <laughs> Re-coaching for me. Yeah, we're a little <laughs> audience, because again, like it goes, it's a little introspective. Okay, I mean, I'm going to answer this, and you can tell me if this. No, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. Like, it's okay to like respond to me like no, that. No, there's no there. There is. That's the beautiful thing about these questions. There's no. There's no okay. right or wrong. It, so it's all this, about. Ask yeah. me the question again. What What are What are the characteristics or set of characteristics those things that are you feel that you're uniquely great at, that when you're doing these things in this environment clearly makes you separated from the rest of, of the pack, the things that make Mark completely unique to anyone else. I don't know why I feel like it's so heavy. Um, yeah, I, I, might, I might cry in a fucked up way. Um, <laughs> You know, like one, well, one of the, like one, like one, and again, in no specific order, even though I'm choosing mm -hmm. this one 
first, right? Is like, like putting myself in very uncomfortable uh, positions, mm-hmm. you know, like to make someone else feel comfortable, right? And so it's like, I always say like, I'll be in the most serious meeting of all time. And again, this might come off as childish. I don't know, but it also mm-hmm. I don't really care. Like where it's like, being in a serious meeting and the phone will ring and it's my parents or something, I'll mm-hmm. answer it, you know, and then see who smiles because I got them for sure. Right. It's the person that didn't smile that I'm like, okay, that's the one I got to fucking work on, you know, like in yeah. terms of sales sure. and whatnot, like literally it's like, you know, or like I'll ask like the, what I would think is like the dumb question, you know, but it's like, again, like just like this comfort of being uncomfortable like I'm okay with, like I'm okay not being 100% the smartest guy in the room. Like, but again, like, also it's like I always say, like, a lot of what brings me the joy of, like, the day to day is being in those situations and making like a peer or a customer or whatever, like, just smile through the course of their day or even laugh would be better, yeah. you know? Because it's just like nothing we're doing is that it's like life it's a connection between us two humans you know so it's like just distilling it down to that level you know but by comfortably being uncomfortable is one of my one of my skills second to that would be like just relentless Mm follow-upper like just relentless following up three would be like i don't like i expect nothing from anyone ever Right. Like, and I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna get you this deal. I'm gonna do this, Mark. I know these people. Cool if you do. Like, I'm still gonna, you know, put myself in the situation to get that deal. You know, follow up till I get in touch with the person. Like, I expect also nothing from anybody. Right. Uh, three other skills, just quick ones I'll rattle off. I think I, I think I'm really good at raising money. I think I'm really good at identifying a really good team, and I think I'm really good at getting press, aka telling a little bit of a story or just getting people enough hyped and then bringing in the right people to actually close with that mm-hmm. loop on that. Um, are any of those in the realm of like awareness or, or it, it's a hundred percent dead on right in the middle of, of really? awareness because you know, I, I, oh, that's cool. Honestly, I've never really, I've, I, never I've asked it. that question. I've asked that question before and I've been told, I don't know. And I'll give them space. I'm like, well, you're, I've got time. I'm like we're, 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 we're on the clock, but I'll sit back and wait. And it takes them. I've, I've had a minute pause before for some, for someone to just kind of really think about it. And they were on, they felt to be on the hot seat. So I, I know po- real quick, this podcast feels so fucking right for the record. I don't know, yeah. if you know but cause I'm telling you, it goes back to that 1% because I paused. Mm-hmm. Right. I pause. I'm looking at my fucking list. I already know what I want to say, but I was nervous to say it to you. Do you know that? Like, I was nervous to say it to you. I think it. I feel it. I do it. But it was like I was nervous. So I can sympathize with the person who doesn't. Like, it's just like they know, like they know the like they know. But like, it's like, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to sound like an idiot. I don't want like I did that for the first 20 seconds. That's why I was, I even stalled if people want to rewind that. I was like, 
So just in case, you know, tell me that I'm looking at a list of six things right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I and that's, totally, that's totally normal because Jeez. that's that's exactly why awareness is the foundation of it all. Because a lot of people, even, even the thing that we should all know that stays top of our heads, what makes us uniquely great? What's the one what, what, what's the things that we can tie together to where we can be best in class, best in world at? And when that's tough to answer, that means people have stuffed that down and not lived their true authentic self for a long, long time. They have to come and pull that back up. And that's why that's where I always start is because I think about it as inventory. We're going to get that inventory out. It's going to sit in the center of the table for every single conversation we have from this point out. And those those are going to be leverage points that we can always make sure that we use and come back to. And, you know, just what you said is so true. Like your superpower is being able to I'll, I'll reframe it for you. But basically what you were, were summing up was where other people have a feeling of such fear that leads to paranoia to do the things that, that you do, you know, picking up instruments and just saying, I'm going to learn this, just do all those things you do. What separates you from the field is you're a fucking growth machine. It's just, you don't, you don't have that blocker that so many other people have of being in that beginner's mindset that unlocks the growth. You have a, you have a gateway. You've got a highway that takes you there where other people view it as a mountain to climb. And, you know, you think about the fundraising, you think about the the press you, you know, you combine that growth machine superpower with being relentless. All that, all that other stuff is just derivatives to to your secret sauce. Those are just those are things you benefit from by leveraging those superpowers. And so, yeah, that's that's where it all starts. Is we start from a place of building an absolute rock solid foundation of awareness, because your mindset will either be, let's just say, incomplete, inauthentic or unreliable if you don't have that solid foundation where it all starts with awareness. So I know it took us a while to kind of come back to it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Awareness is always going to be the anchor of where having that sustainable, consistent, what I refer to as performance mindset, you can't have it. You can't have it, but you can't have one without the other. I don't want to get too crazy, you know, <laughs> but I, I want to do, I would do a bunch of other episodes too, right? Like do one, you know, this uh, idea of productivity fallacy, like again, just chipping away at those 1% things that people get stuck on. Right. I think like the imperfect action that we're talking about, right? Like, again, it's like, you know, so what, there was a spelling error in the email. I mean, the other day I was reaching out to, I mean, I'll just say it on the air, Party City, you know, because they have a bunch of locations. We want all their sites on our platform. And I wrote to the guy, I was like, hey, I think I wrote Steve, and his name was Tony. And he's like, nice, <laughs> he was like, nice try, Mark, you know, da, 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 da. And so, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, you know, like, oh, I just lost that. It's like, no, just wait a day. Hey, Tony, not Steve. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, all good. Like, you know, all good. And so. And that's that's part of it. It's like there's going to be those missteps. There's going to be those those kicks, those kicks in the ass to our ego. But that's that's what being out in the growth zone looks like. That's what pushing. That's what being relentless. That's what that's what stretching. 
Um, you know, it, it comes with a little bit of baggage, but it's, it's, you know, it's why flying in the rare air is not, not for everybody. A lot of people like the safety of kind of being on the ground, being in the pack. Um, and would you say that there's nothing wrong with that either? Right. As, as long sure. as it, as long as it's like from a place of like, they're aware enough that they know like, Hey, I like this comfort zone. I don't, I'm good, man. Like you do you and I'll do me. Right. Like at the same time, it's like, that's where I always go back and forth, you know, except when they, like, again, I'm talking about like buddies and whatnot, or like, you know, they, but they always want to talk about all these ideas they have and then there's no action. And then you see them and it's like, but I'm cool not doing them. But I'm like, every conversation we have is about your ideas. And you, you know, it's like, so I get conflicted because I'm like, so like, what, what are you, what are we doing here? You know, and no, so- that's that's you 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 brought up a, a really good point. And like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with staying in your comfort zone. And as a yeah. matter of fact, that the older we all get, the stronger that desire becomes to kind of stay in that comfort zone, not be stretched, not be challenged. The only thing that comes with that is the responsibility to align your expectations. You can't right. aspire to be a 1% performer right. when you're living in the comfort zone. It right. kind of goes back, goes back to a conversation I was talking about. I was like, yeah. know, I had a client who, you know, really wanted to be out there and as a, as a top percent and kind of the question, the question came back is like, well, you know, if balance and, and, you know, having the freedom of your life is really, really important and you want to want to do more things in your comfort zone, if you want to, perform in the top 2%, are you willing to truly do what the other 98% is either not willing to do or not capable of doing? And so your, your expectations must meet your reality. If not, it makes for weird conversations with people like us, but most importantly, they're going to wake up one day and realize that they weren't true and authentic to themselves. They left a lot on the field, so to speak, in life. And literally, that's just like one of my fears. Like I never, 100%. like literally, it's like, it's like I didn't. Again, I, I go back to like just you call it one percent imperfect action, but just like the inching of forward because the decision is not mine to make that something is not possible. Like I don't know that I cannot be a rock star. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I bought a piano, and then I realized, oh shit, I can't just play the piano. I have to like actually practice. You know, like literally I went there. I'm like, it's over. I got a tattoo of my band. I mean, like I'm like websites up, logos up, everything. You know, like I'm already scheduling tour. I put flyers all over Seattle announcing my band. I never picked up an instrument, right? (laughs) Go to the guitar store to buy a guitar. Like was like, oh, I'm not going to. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And then I saw this little vintage Ray Charles-esque. It's called like a Wurlitzer in the corner. And I'm like. What's that? They're like, oh, that's like a rock and roll piano. I'm like, I'm buying that. Take it home. Da 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 da. It's like, oh fuck, I don't know how to play the piano at all. <laughs> and then it was just, you know, iterative from there. I say, in two more years, it's been now a five year journey. In two more years, it'll be five years. By then, I think I can actually do it. You know, but but here's here's yeah. the funny thing about that, and that in your own unique way leveraging your own kind of secret sauce that's that's living authentic to your superpower to you really seeing something and wanting to go and pursue it who cares what it looks like on the other side of that because the goal 
I think a lot of people get tricked into thinking that a goal must be achieved. Like if, if here's the goal, like, you know, the, the, the destination is not the accomplishment. A goal is nothing more than a compass. It's a North star. That process of you going through all that, getting the, getting the instruments at home, figuring out that, Oh shit moment. That's where the growth lives. And so anytime I'm asked for advice, I kind of, Sure, maybe early on in my, in my career when my ego was much more inflated, I'd, I'd love to give advice. Hey, let, let me tell you what you need to do. As I've gotten a little bit wiser and through a little bit of life experiences, it's my advice is not is not what you need. You know, I, I my advice on based on my success and my experience, all I'm doing is reciting what could be my winning lottery ticket back to you, which you won't be able to use. The advice you need to be taking is the advice of your eight, your future 85-year-old self. When you're 85, when you're sitting back, you're in the fourth quarter, what are those things you're going to look back on and regret not taking action on? And so in your case, you're not going to regret putting those posters around Seattle. You're not going to regret that tattoo or that instrument because that was authentic. That's living within your, your, your superpower. What you would have regretted more, is having all those ideas, having that burning passion, that burning fire, and do doing not a damn thing about it. That's what would have hurt sitting on that front porch at 85 years old. Let me ask you this question real quick. Um, so, like, you know, so DevHub, right, that's where I spend, let's just call it, I used to say 98%, let's just call it 90% now. Um, and I don't even know how true that really is. But, you know, it's like... Uh, I struggle with this idea of like, what's the goal, right? Like, I, I think we have the mission, vision, values of the company pretty locked in, but like, what's the goal, right? We've been, you know, people have approached us twice a year to get acquired for the last four years. Every year there's somebody and, you know, we've looked at them really closely. I always say I don't mind attaching our cart to someone else's horse, but then at the end, it's like, I don't know how much I believe that they can do it better than we can or that we could together, you know, enough to like, be like, okay, done deal. We'll sign it, you know? And it's like, but when at least the goal on, on some level financially, right? It's like, well, how big do you think it can be Mark? And then when I get that question, really, it's always like, well, I don't want to put a number on it. Cause I don't know. Like, I really just don't know as big as I possibly can, mm -hmm. unless I see another you know, way that it could get there with, you know, not just us and it's us attached to someone else or whatnot, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's that side. Of course, I also say the legacy of our place and one of the goals of our place, if I'm combining it, you know, it's like what the people that come through our doors do with their life, you know, mm -hmm. that we were able to give them as people, not as just like cogs in like corporate America, but like, you know, the biggest compliment you can give me is that you go get recruited and get 30, 40% more because of the experience you built at our company. Right. And I'll be the first to write your letter of reco. <laughs> you know, like it's like, it sucks. But as I also think if we do a good enough job, right? Keep it fun and engaging and growth. And there's, you know, you're not stuck here. Yeah. You know, I think more people will stay than go, you know? Yeah. But again, there's two different ideas there. One is like the idea of, financial goal when I'm like as big as we can possibly make it, you know, I don't know if that's 50 mil, hundred mil, 
200 mil and we have one investor recently sells coming for 850 million two people yeah. i know in less than two months apart each other you know and it's like damn that's cool you know but then i'm like is it you know yeah but anyway i don't know what that i don't know what if there's anything in there that you can like diagnose or clean up yeah, or, it's all it's all unpacking like what that what, what that means right so it's it's cool but but for what how does that change your life does it right. change what would it would it take away a lot of the things that you really really enjoy today i mean if you no longer control the company and you maybe wouldn't be able to generate some of that passion you're generating today of helping people seeing them grow run it the way that you want to run um you know it, it's a great exercise is to kind of fast forward at some point in the future. And what does, what does an ideal day look like for Mark Michael? And if you start back, like just an ideal day, the flexibility you have, the freedom you have, what you spend your time on, what you're actually putting your forget time, where your energy is going. Cause time and energy are two totally different things. And so when you, sit back at the end of your ideal day, looking back at what you, what you got to do, what you got to put energy, effort, and focus on, then zoom out and say, does that, does that look like me still having full control of the company? Is that, does that look like me selling the company and I'm just an ambassador for the company? Does, you know, does my life look like shit because I sold it to people and they're now, they're now running it and have completely dissolved my culture? But I think it all starts with like, what's going to generate that true joy for you kind of working backwards from the most blissed out ideal day for you. And then how does dev hub kind of fit into that? And what, what is the fit? Is it, is it even in there? Did, did you get your $800 million check and you're off, you're off opening all kinds of different restaurants around the, uh, the California coast. What yeah. like, but I think that's that, is kind of a good working backwards place to really start figuring out what does all of it mean? Sell, not to sell, because it, it all comes back to you, your decision. And so what, what does your ideal day look like in the future that you're in some unconscious way, always kind of striving towards? Okay. We're going to have to do a whole episode on that one. <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, you know, like, I mean, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I can see where this whole thing goes too. Um, okay, so like, how do we wrap it up? You think, or how should we wrap this up? That's a good question. Um, you, you, I, I think uh, you being the showman that you are, you almost need some type of cl like close it, like bring it home. Just look, Aaron, the day that we have intro music and like a trailer to start the show, you know is a day you know like this actually went. You know what, um, okay, so let's, uh, I'm just gonna, we'll, just, we'll just end it in theory and then I'll just talk to you in a second. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. Well, thank you for watching, listening. However, this ends up coming across. That was the uh, interview with Aaron Trahan. That's right. Yeah, God, I always said Tran, obviously. Um, uh, and, you know, thank you buddies for tuning in. Honestly, I know you have a life going on and you know, this was actually 51 minutes, which probably be the longest, you know, I've ever done this before. So, uh, and there's just a lot of gold in it, which I'll edit and put out there for everybody. But uh, yes, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Aaron, for joining. Uh, you want to sign off? Yeah, great chat. Lots of, uh, lots to unpack there. I'm looking forward to the next, uh, next conversation. Cool. Thank you, coach.
Signing off.